Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I'm Will Stone and he is Chase Caldwell. I'm back. Back in the stew after a two-week hiatus. I know we, we were with you all last week on our podcast feed, but it's, it's been a bit since me and Chase have, have sat down and recorded together. It, it feels kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it feels very strange. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a brand new podcaster all over again. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like episode one all over again. Yeah. I, um, God, even when we were still recording, it was, uh, I was kind of sparse and few and far between. You did the last episode without me even. Um, yeah. And my, uh, and, and of course, anybody that follows us on any kind of social media platform knows that our graphics have just been non-existent. Uh, my supercomputer that, that I built a couple weeks ago has just been a nightmare for me. Um, AMD apparently has some bug in the system where USB stuff disconnects and reconnects. And when we were recording for, for a little while there, um, like my headphones would just randomly shut off in the middle of the recording. And, and I never could figure out why it took me forever to figure out that it was a USB deal, but, um, still haven't gotten it fixed necessarily. I've just kind of learned how to live with it, but we're still exploring options on getting that worked on. So, uh, yeah. ideally we will be back to where, um, I'll be able to get caught up on graphics for us and um all that kind of stuff but uh, i feel terrible because it just hasn't hasn't worked out for me the past two weeks but uh, yeah i think it worked out for for the podcast in, in a good way though like i, I feel like this kind of gave our our listeners some time to get caught up like i was checking out our our numbers and it's and like just in talking to people like we we're like, at one point there, there was so much stuff that we were putting out that if people were kind of falling behind a little bit and, you know, it was kind of like the dog days of summer and like, that's kind of the benefit of us starting this when we did, like if we were starting like this week <laughs> and trying to, and trying to ramp up, it, it'd be a disaster. So um, we've had, we've had, we've had a few months now to work out the kinks um, and kind of, you know, see what works, what doesn't work and uh, ultimately offer a better product for you, the listener. So um, I think what, the first part of this show is going to be about is just kind of our like some programming notes and like what to expect from from this show uh, for the rest of the next you know fourteen weeks, fifteen weeks, something like that. Um, future, yeah, yeah, that's right. So college football, um, is it's here. football season. If you're uh, as you're listening to this, there is uh, nine days until A uh, and M and Kent State, and then one week next Thursday night. Um, is some big games too, like uh, UCF and Boise State. I think Ohio State plays next week. Um, we'll, we'll definitely get into all that. But um, off the top, uh, we are doing a listener pick and pull. Uh, so stop what you're doing right now and go to the description of this episode and click on our pick em link. Uh, it's through CBS. Uh, we're picking 10 games, t- 10 college games every week. Uh, against the spread and whoever wins at the end of the year, we will send you a uh, $100 gift card to Amazon. Um, So that's big time, you know, like big time. If, if you haven't registered, then that's on you because this is a really easy way to win a hundred dollars to Amazon, which yeah, because, because we're not very good at picking games. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm the world's worst at picking games. So I'm always, Always, if you still have all those um, spreadsheets from years past, you can see I always end up bringing up <laughs> the rear. 
I just want to make it easier on everybody else. That's my plan. You know? Yeah. I'm just a people. If you're, if you're going to be in a pool, you want to be in this one. It's much a much easier path to the playoff. Kind of like playing in the ACC. <laughs> you know, like, like, you, like you can come and be our be, be our Clemson and just kind of walk your way to there the first go. place. <laughs> if you – and it's not – it doesn't cost you anything up front to do it. So it's not even one that you have to buy into the pool. Like you just, you just get a prize oh, yeah. at the end of the year. But yeah. the biggest thing is – we're gonna have some some really fun games that you might be able to win some some other prizes um, throughout the length of the season. So um, more on that later. But yeah, um, yeah. Mainly the hundred dollar gift card might as well might as well just do it. You know. Oh yeah. And and it's fun. Like like we do our own our own little pool every year with our friends, and um, even if you're not, you know, at the top you know, in it for the money. It's always fun to talk trash to your friends and stuff like that. No so, doubt about it. Um, go ahead and pause and go sign up for that. And uh, we'll see you in our, in our pick and pull. But we'll, we'll put the link in the description. We'll put it on Twitter. We'll put it on Facebook. We'll put it on Instagram. We'll just, you know, we'll just throw it out there. And I think we'll do all Saturday games to give you all the way up until next Saturday to get signed up. So you don't have to do it. Right away, if you're listening to this, you know, sometime next week, <laughs> if, it's, if, it's, if it's September when you're listening to this, hey, it's not too late. You've still got time. Um, as far as some, uh, uh, some programming notes, uh, this will be our only show for this week. Um, we're going to kind of do a, uh, just kind of get you up to speed on where things are with A&M. Uh, we announced a quarterback, uh, starting quarterback today. I guess Jimbo Fisher did. We didn't. but. Um, so we're going to that a little is bit. be the starting quarterback. Now I've announced yeah. it as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got that, um, some injury updates, uh, mostly positive updates, like some guys coming back from injury. And, uh, there's two actual football games this week, college football games at the power five level. Well, at least somewhat power five level. So, um, as far as, as far as the season goes, uh, we're going to, I think we're going to post at least this, this, this coming up week on uh, Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Tuesday is going to be our just kind of overall uh, like full season preview. Uh, we're going to talk about some season-long bets, uh, some, some unsolicited gambling advice for all of you who you know, live in a state where that's legal, if you want to Heathens. get in on that. Um, and the next Thursday, we're talking like all the week one games. There's a lot of good games. Uh, Georgia Clemson, uh, Alabama, Miami, um, and A&M is going to play as well. So um, uh, I think the way we're going to structure our shows, we came to this agreement last night when we had our production meeting. Um, we talked about uh, kind of like splitting up our shows and doing and posting four separate shows in a week. Uh, but that's just it's it's too much work on on Chase and I, and uh, I think we can still accomplish our our goals if we do it the way that we're going to do it, which is uh, every week we'll have a a preview or a, like every week we'll have a, a review show uh, on Tuesdays, and the first half of that will be like uh, from a national perspective and like what happened kind of around college football, and then the second half of that show will be centered around A and M, to where if you know. If you're not a fan of A&M, but you want to hear what we have to say about everybody else, you can just hear that from the get-go, and then you can uh, tune out for the second half if you want to. It, yeah. doesn't hurt, it, it won't hurt our feelings whatsoever if you want to do that. So We, um, we had good intentions coming into it because we're like, oh, well, you know, what's, what's the difference between recording four 30-minute episodes and two hour-long episodes? Uh, yeah. But we've learned there's quite a bit of difference. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, even though it's the same same amount of time in terms of recording, it's um, double the time on just about everything else, editing and and um, marketing it and putting it out there, uploading it to everything. So um, we just kind of learned that. Well, maybe. Well, we've been in this position a couple times where we're like, oh, we're going to do three episodes next week, and then. You know, the internet doesn't work right or my computer does something funky or whatever. And so um, I think we've just kind of learned that, all right, let's 
let's walk before we run and um, hopefully be more consistent. The The idea is to be more consistent. And that's why you yeah. you mentioned that next week we're going to have episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, we might do that during the season. We might do Wednesday and Friday is what we talked about. Uh, the biggest thing is we want a regular schedule to give out to you guys. And um, so far to this point, we haven't quite had that. And that's something that both Will and I want very badly. Um, so we don't want to, we don't want to commit to Tuesday, Thursday, and then not be able to get it out there to y'all. So um, the idea is that we'll just kind of see what the first season for us is like, because um, <laughs> you know, uh, some of these episodes we record two weeks in advance because we have the time to do it. So let's just go ahead and do it. But you can't do that during the season. So we'll, we'll see how it, yeah. how it differs, but more on that later too. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I talked about the preview show. It's, it's the same thing like every, every Thursday or Friday or whatever day we end up picking. Um, it'll be the same every week once we get started, but, um, we'll do a review show, same kind of setup national for the first half A&M center for the second half, uh, and, and preview the upcoming games for that weekend. Um, and we, we're, we're trying to make our, our shows more segmented. Um, that's something that Chase and I've really, uh, you know, talked about and wanted to hone in on. So, um, definitely a lot more like, like more like, uh, like actual segments instead of us just talking for, you know, an hour straight. Right. <laughs> so, um, but definitely excited to get like, uh, to, to talk about some gambling lines and some best bets and stuff and stuff like that. But, um, there's a lot of fun stuff that we got planned. Uh, we're, uh, we're thrilled that the season's finally here and we can put a lot of these things kind of into action. And, uh, there's one more big announcement that will happen next week. We can't, uh, we can't give away too much right now, but, uh, just be on the lookout next next Wednesday on all of our, our social accounts. But also, that's all I can say for now. More on that as well later. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be a bigger announcement than, um, your baby announcement that you had on Facebook that, that was just yeah. this podcast being a baby. Um, right. <laughs> I should, I should go back and make another post. Huh? You, you should hype it up. <laughs> you should share the last post and then be like, <laughs> It's even bigger than this one this time, guys. You yeah. should you should get that going the second time. I think uh, that's my vote. <laughs> I may have my entire my my entire family unfriend me from Facebook if I do that, which may not be a bad thing. <laughs> so now, I may go go ahead and do that. Now, really, what it'll be, you'll have the peripheral family members that you talk to once once a decade. That the next time you see them, they'll be like, "You had a baby, didn't you?" And, and you'll be like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> That's exactly what will happen. I promise. <laughs> That's so true. I thought, though. You, I thought you had a baby a couple of years ago because all they they see the post, but then they never see the follow up about it. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did y'all have a boy or a girl? Like, um, she ought to be in kindergarten by now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes oh, with those, but, I just I just say yes, you know, and just pretend. Um, yeah. Just just so that I don't have to like crush their. You know, like when they're like trying to vibe with me, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, we don't have kids." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some news and notes from uh, around the country. And the big, the big thing right now is this. Um, I think they're calling it the Alliance. That's its official name, uh, the Alliance, which is of course the. Um, handshake agreement and not legally binding whatsoever alliance between the big 10, the PAC 12 and the ACC. Um, That's less than advised. The, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, they, they hyped this up for like a week or so. And uh, it's one of those situations where it could have just been an email. <laughs> like, we, we didn't need a press conference for this. You could have just sent a tweet or something. Like the hype, um, the hype just really isn't there. Um, I, I do want to get into this though. Like I've got a couple things to say about this. Uh, first of all, the memes surrounding this have been hilariously funny to me. 
Um, oh yeah. Like I saw one today. I liked and retweeted it. That's how funny it was. Uh, <laughs> it had it had Tupac, and it's so it had the the pack logo. Then it had the ACC logo. Then it had the Big Ten logo, and it it was Tupac, ACCE, and it had the picture Easy E. And then it then it was Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> I was dying. It, it's on both my likes and my retweets, so you can find it really quick and easy on um, at what's my ad on Twitter now? At, at Texas Aggie fifteen. Yeah, um, that's where you can find it. Uh, but I've seen, I've seen. <laughs> I was, I was scrolling through these memes last night about two a.m. And uh Oh, I saw you. Yeah, I saw you uh I saw you quote tweeting <laughs> <laughs> the one about uh about Marvel. The one from Marvel was so hilarious because at the very beginning it's it's you know like the scene where everybody everybody comes back and you know um Black Panther walks out and I think he had Michigan on his chest, but then yeah. That next to well, and 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 and, uh, and and Thanos is the SEC. Yeah, but but next to what was cracking me up was next to Black Panther, you know, was the two like lady bald guards. You know that I don't know what their name is on. Oh on yeah, the show. yeah, yeah. But it was <laughs> it was Northwestern and um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I'm going blank on the other one. Um, is it Maryland? No, no, it was. Uh, Shoot, where did uh um where did our the, our receiver transfer to? Uh, Indiana. No, the other one, other one. Or Dante, Minnesota. Dante, right, Minnesota. It was Minnesota yeah. and Nebraska. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I was just dying laughing at all these like little small characters would come in as like Louisville, you know, and stuff like that. But then <laughs> Wake Forest and Boston College were like those like ships in the background like they they didn't even, they didn't even warrant like a superhero they were just like the ships that were bringing all the other people it was so the disrespect funny. oh i was dying but i've no, seen world, been... world war ii memes about it like oh it's just, oh, yeah. just hilarious <laughs> it's been it's been great for memes it hasn't been great for much anything else except for <laughs> except for making fun of but i mean it really does shock me that <laughs> that this is even a thing like right. it's but it's it's literally not like it's not an actual alliance like there's no like legal entity there's nothing that binds these teams or these conferences together to actually do anything <laughs> like there's well, there's what, zero accountability what i thought was hilarious about it in their letter where they were talking about it being an alliance like if you read what it talked about it didn't talk about anything about how they're going to like band together or anything that like half of it was about um racial racial stuff and like title nine stuff and it, it was stuff like that that like every school is working on like it's not it's not just these schools like oh look we're working right. on racial injustice and the sec is racist like no the sec has the exact same parameters that you have <laughs> like they, they, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't about like we're banding together so that the SEC doesn't ruin college football. That's what you would think the alliance would be about. But they're like, we're banding together to, you know, stand up for, you know, selfless service or something like that. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, what are y'all going to do? And, and why are you leaving the SEC out at that point? You know, like <laughs> if you're trying to do good stuff like that, I don't know. It's just weird. It wasn't very thought through, yeah. I didn't feel like, but um, yeah. and. and- and they flat out said this is not a response to the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma when it absolutely is. Why? Um, what? And, like, and, and that's that's what. So I, I've got three parts of my response to this. Number one, the memes are hilarious. That's that was a funny part of my response. Number two is the annoyed part of my response, and then number three is kind of like the sad part of my response. The annoyed part of my response is this. Why? How is this even? It doesn't even make sense. But it's it's basically like somebody, like a couple breaking up with each other, and then 
you know, let's say the guy goes and and he gets a, a new girlfriend. It's awesome new girlfriend. Like they're going to get married and all this. And the girl's mad and wants to flaunt and show that she's she's independent or something. So she goes and starts dating a guy from racetrack. And you know, then <clears throat> then she's putting it all over social media about how she, how great she is. And then when somebody comments like, "Hey, just be happy for him." She's like, this is not at all about my ex. Like <laughs> you, you are lying through your teeth. Like that doesn't make yeah. any sense whatsoever. You know, it just, yeah. I don't know. It's dumb in that regard. Like, okay, cool. You want, you want to save your conferences. You want to save your respective conferences. All right. I get that. That makes sense. But don't be like, oh, this isn't about the SEC. Then what is it? Why, why did you, y'all, all these schools have been in existence for over a hundred years. Why did you just now decide that you're going to be in an alliance three weeks after the SEC announced that they're going to take over some of another, you know, it just, I don't know. doesn't make sense. Everybody, I'm saying yeah. what everybody already feels like. I feel like even the people that are fans of those conferences, I guarantee they feel the same way. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I think I think what it boils down to is that there's two things that this is like really about, and I think that is I think it's voting in terms of like I think I think it's about voting as it relates to the college football playoff expansion, which hasn't been finalized. We talked about that over the summer. It's still kind of in its not discovery phase, but like they're they're still hashing things out. Like everything's still on the table, nothing is set in stone. I think what they probably want to do is vote together for some kind of uh, revenue, like equal, like equal revenue thing, because the way it is now, if the SEC gets two teams of the four in the playoff, they get half the money of the playoff. And that's, if, <laughs> if in this new 16 team league that the SEC will have, if they get six of the 12, uh, that's going to be a crap ton of money. And that's going to be a lot less money going to the Pac-12 and the ACC and the Big Ten. But the Big Ten stands to benefit almost as much as the SEC will. Like, they've got Ohio State. They've got Penn State. Uh, they've had Wisconsin that's been, that's been solid. Uh, they've, got, they've got teams like, like Michigan who could bounce back and make the playoff. And I know it's it's not as extreme as you know it's not as good as what the SEC has, but um, it's still like like they're going to get the second most spots out of anybody. Um, so I think I think that is like the primary thing is having some sort of equal revenue thing for for all power conferences, regardless of how many teams you get. The second thing, and this is the the dumbest part, is uh, some kind of like scheduling agreement as it relates to. Uh, college football and men's and women's basketball. Like they're just going to schedule each other and not schedule SEC teams. But then right before we got sat down to record this podcast, USC, the biggest brand in the Pac-12, scheduled a game with LSU in three years. (laughs) Like, Like, I don't know what this alliance is supposed to do with scheduling. If the, 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 like some of the biggest teams in it, don't care about about what it says. Let me interject there because it's you say that it's about scheduling and it's about money and stuff, but what they say is that the three conferences remain competitors in every sense but are committed to collaborating and providing thought on leadership on various opportunities and challenges facing college athletics, including here's their bulleted list. Student-athlete mental and physical health, safety, wellness, and support, strong academic experience and support, diversity, equity, and inclusion, social justice, gender equity, future structure of the NCAA, federal legislative efforts, and postseason championships and future formats. (laughs) So, in other words, they're going under the guise that they're trying to do, like... uh, don't get me wrong, like so gender and and social justice and all that kind of stuff, like I'm I'm not putting that down. 
I'm putting them down for trying to pretend like they're they put all that stuff first if as if that's the reason why they you know align together and then their very last bullet point postseason championships and future formats <laughs> there it is right there folks so don't yeah. be, don't be they're not doing this for mental health of their athletes they're not doing this for gender and and social equity they're not doing any of that they're doing it for that last bullet point right there and shame on them for trying to pretend like it's something that it's not, you know, and using something that, that a lot of people actually do care about and, and, you know, that it means something to them and just slapping those people in the face by saying, this is why we're doing it. And no, it's not, you know, you're doing it for your own well being and your own money. And yeah. you're going to try to pretend that it's because you're this better than thou person get out of here you know sorry that was a little yeah it could have <laughs> you're good it, it it really could have just been that last bullet point it, it, like it should have been the only, the only bullet point like hey like we don't want to make less money for having less teams in the playoff there you go that, that's our that's, that's our shtick that's respectable if you try and act like you did this so that y'all could all come together for social justice. No, you did not either. That was last year. <laughs> you know, the, the whole college football did that last year. So don't try to act like this is something new. And y'all, y'all did this for social justice like that. It honestly, there should be more outrage. I, I feel like uh, against it because of that, you know, like that's just a, that's just, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, here's the sad part of it, right? This is exactly what I said in that, Texas and Oklahoma episode. College football, as we know, it's over. I knew that something like this would happen. Maybe not this, like, weird. Like, this is a terrible, terrible, like, I don't know, playing card tower that they're trying to create here. Because if, if you're Clemson, or, I mean, any other, like, respectable team, would you rather if the SEC came calling and said, "Hey, would you like to join the SEC?" Would you be like, "No, I'm going to hang out with all the other like crappy schools that are milking off of me," or are you going to be like, "Heck yeah, I'm going to go with all the good ones," you know? Like you could either be the the best in a really crappy conference ali- alliance or you can be the best amongst the best. You know, like, yeah, that gentleman's agreement, you're going to see that come to light, re- like, anytime the SEC just wants to expand. And if anything, I think this is just going to push the SEC to say, okay, y'all have this alliance. Fine, we'll get four more of your teams, you know, and they're going to go get Clemson and Florida State and, you know, Notre Dame or whoever, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, there, there's, there is literally nothing in this. Like there's not even an agreement. It's, it's literally like we shook hands, looked each other in the eye, and we're all on the same page. That, that's that's all fine and dandy. But if if Clemson wants to go to the SEC, they can do that. There's nothing stopping them except for whatever buyout they would pay to the ACC, which I'm sure ESPN would, would be happy to cover. But I think I think it's not really like this whole thing is just kind of a facade. Like nothing's going to really like it, 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 with with the exception of voting on whatever playoff, um, it doesn't really matter in terms of of college football. So um, we, we've we've talked a lot about realignment and things like that uh, throughout the summer. So let's talk about some real football. And we have some A and M little tidbits of, of news here, and it, it's it's kind of old news by now. You've probably already seen this, but we'll hit it real quick. Um, Texas A and M is ranked number six preseason in both the AP and coaches polls. Uh, I saw somewhere where that was the highest in like 25 years or something like that, or 20 years. Mm. So it's like, actually I think it's more than that, like 30 years. Uh, I thought we were pretty high in 2013, but we, we came in as number five. Were we five? Mm-hmm. I want to say okay. maybe we might've been seven. I'm yeah. But I think, I think six is fair. I mean, the, the teams in front of A&M are Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. It's not in that order, but it's those five teams. And that's, that's A-OK with me. Like, they're, they've proven a lot more as of late. Um, 
Oklahoma's got a returning quarterback who's pretty good. And the rest of those teams recruit at an exceptional level. So uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, on top of that, uh, we do have four preseason AP All-Americans uh, from the, this, this Texas Aggie football team. Uh, Kenyon Green and DeMarvin Leal are on the first team. And then Isaiah Spiller and Jalen Weidermeyer uh, make up the second team. Um, the uh, Iowa State tight end got first team over, over Jalen. Um, I would uh, I would definitely argue to put to put Weidermeyer to put Weidermeyer ahead, but he's a preseason All American. Like I'm not going to complain too much that he's he's on a preseason All American list, uh, even if he's not first team. But um, I thought that was significant. That's it's it's the second most of any team. Uh, Alabama has five, but I don't think any other team has four uh, preseason All Americans. Um, so I think we're you know. We're, we're, we're in a pretty good spot and we'll definitely get to the roster here in a bit. And yes. my last little, I was sorry, wrong. Go ahead. I was wrong when we were seven in 2013. That's crazy. I, I thought, I thought we were at number six. I could have sworn we but, were number five, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, um, we didn't end up <laughs> that way. No, no, we did not. I think maybe, maybe I'm thinking we got to, we got all the way up to five in like 2015. Whatever year we had Trevor, I think we got up to number five. No, we were number four in the first poll. Yeah, in the in the CFP, we were number four. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. So, <laughs> yeah, so um, all American wise, I uh, I don't always put like just a ton of stock in that because I, I feel like they try to spread the wealth. You know, so some of mm-hmm. the the people that were like, "Oh, they're really good," maybe they they put somebody else's team on there because you know they're trying to spread the wealth. But still, you know, there there's no doubt about it that that uh, like Weidermeyer is a All American, and Green and Leal, like there's no doubt about it at all. You know, um, and these four guys could all, yeah, you know, I think there's two. I don't, I don't want to say first round locks because anything can happen between now and the draft, but I feel if I was betting today, I would feel pretty good about Green and Leal uh, going in the first round. And then Spiller and Weidermeyer, just based on their positions, but they're super talented. They're obviously among the best at their positions, but uh, just due to the, the value of running backs and tight ends these days, uh, they, they could – could end up in the first round, but I wouldn't be betting on it today. But it is possible. I don't want to rule it out by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's four. I mean, it's probably our like our four best players. They're they're super studs. They're all part of that 2019 recruiting class, uh, Jimbo's first full class. So um, you, you love to see it. Uh, it's a great selling point for uh, Coach Fisher. We, we don't even have time to talk about recruiting today because there's just been so much going on. Yeah. But uh, Coach Fisher has got this thing uh, just absolutely rolling. Uh, he is on track to shatter the uh, the points record for a recruiting class at AM going off the the twenty four seven composite score. Um, it's going to be a good class. Uh, and we we brought up that that Alabama guest list uh, or the the Alabama visitor list whenever we play them this year. It's it's going to be just loaded with with five star and uh, top 100 players. So yeah, we've been having um, five star Fridays. Um, I know, I know. It was back to back a few weeks ago yeah. with uh, uh, Bryce Anderson, uh, safety from Beaumont Westbrook. Uh, huge win over the Longhorns, and then uh, Dayon Smoke Bowie from uh, the state of Georgia um, was once committed to Georgia, and then uh, visited visited us a couple times, and uh, ended up committing to the to the Ags. So. Um, you hope to to hang on to a player like that. Uh, Georgia is definitely not going to give up on him, but that's that's two really really good pieces in the secondary, and uh, it's what you got to have these days to we, keep up with these high flying offenses. We also um, got the number one fruit in the country. In a country, yes. Yeah, in a country. Uh, <laughs> the country of Scandinavia. No, it doesn't. You mean matter. Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> Sweden's in Scandinavia. 
Yeah. I, I'd be willing to bet he's the best player in Scandinavia. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt. I think he's the best player. Well, he's the best player in Europe. Yeah, well. The we'll best see. player in the whole continent. How about that? Yeah, that that's a uh, way to be. And probably six, uh, if you, six of the seven continents, honestly. If you don't know who we're talking about, his, his name is Theodore Erstrom. He's a, a, a tight end from, from Sweden. And um, uh, he did commit to A&M a few weeks ago. It was on a Wednesday, so it was not five-star Friday. Uh, I think he's a four star, but mm-hmm. um, which is impressive to not even play football in the States and be ranked as a four star. So um, I think he was, uh, he was, he, he had teams like Alabama and LSU and Ohio State pretty hot after him. So um, that's a pretty big time get. Um, uh, I watched a little bit of his tape. He doesn't really, you know, play against the, the best of the best, obviously playing in, in Sweden, but um, really athletic dude. Uh, six foot six, two hundred forty pounds. Um, I've heard that uh, Coach Fisher saw like three reps when he came to a camp at A and M, uh, and after his third rep, he was like, "Hey, we're going to go ahead and offer you." <laughs> that was that was all they needed to see. That's but, wonderful. Um, recruiting's in a good spot. Speaking of recruiting, uh, my last note before we get to some fall camp stuff with the A and M team is uh, this Saturday night. Uh, at eight o'clock on ESPNU, you can watch future AM quarterback Connor Wigman uh, and Bridgeland Cypress take on Klein Kane. Uh, that will be, it's a national broadcast on ESPNU. Uh, so definitely check that out. The only decent games this Saturday, decent college games are during the day. I think they're like at noon and 2 30. Um, so your evening's probably still pretty open. So uh, tune well, into this. Uh, yeah, watch. Watch Connor Wigman, future uh, future Heisman winner here at AM, and uh, and watch him put on a show. So um, that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, think, I will be watching um, watching my buddy Mike coach on the sideline. That's why. I'm oh yeah, that's right. Actually, I'm, yeah, I think I'm I'm watching for for Wigman, but I'll be like on the lookout for Mike. Like, <laughs> hey, there he was. Hey, there he is. Um, it may be safe to assume, uh, safe to assume that that Wigman is, is probably our our second string quarterback next year, um, due to the uh, recent announcement of Haynes King uh, being QB one. Go off um, King. Go off King. It's very likely that, or actually, it's one hundred percent, you know, for sure that uh, Calzada will be sticking around uh, this season, um, and. Uh, being King's backup, uh, but it's it's pretty you know it's pretty obvious that he would look for a uh, a starter gig or you know another competition uh, after the season. So, um, but hey, he's he's still here. He's still on the team. He's a play away from playing. So um, it, it sounds like he it sounds like Calzada did all he could really to to win this job. But um, from from all accounts, uh, King is. Um, he's just performing at a at a higher level, and uh, it seems like it's you know it's he's he's a coach's kid, right? Like he's he's got the mentality, uh, the he's got the effort, um, he's, got he's the toughness, the effort. He's got the discipline. He's got the pride. He's got the grit. The grit. Uh, Don't forget the grit. He comes from a royal bloodline. He's is n- noble. He's the noble man of Kyle. He's the son of kings. <laughs> I've seen some some pretty bad nicknames for King today on uh on the internet. <laughs> uh, Robert Barron's put on there. His his was pretty funny. It was um, what do you call a farmer that puts up video game numbers? And it was hey, like hey, and then NES. <laughs> <laughs> like the <Nintendo laughs> entertainment system, Haynes. <laughs> oh man, that was the best one I've seen. That was definitely a, a joke that was geared towards you. Yeah, <laughs> you, I, you would I, definitely appreciate that. I hit like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that one made me chuckle. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I don't know. I feel like yeah, so. So we were supposed to record last night, and I'm glad we didn't because we were kind of waiting on on King to be announced and. I was I was trying to think back of when it was 
when it was Kellen and, and Nick Starkle, I couldn't remember if he even made an announcement or if he just, you know, whoever we opened against, I forgot who it was. If he just, you know, sent Kellen out there, we were like, okay, like he's the starter now. But um, it felt like a, an announcement would come this week. So I'm glad it came before we uh, sat down to record, but um, I, I'm just, I, I'm just even more excited now that it's official. Like we're going to be seeing uh, Haynes King lead the Aggie offense. Uh, as soon as next weekend and you know it's not the you know best opponent we're going to face which is probably a good thing but just just seeing him on the field operating the offense getting the ball to Anaya Smith, Jalen Weidermeyer, uh, Devon A-Chain, maybe Caleb Chapman, maybe Demon Demas um, and and you know just seeing him create on the move you know he's got the 4-4 speed and uh, it's it's just I'm just super excited for the season uh, now that we you know have a starter. But um, I did go look up. Uh, I looked it up a few days ago and actually wrote it down because I knew it would change once it got announced. Um, if you were going to bet on Haynes to win the Heisman, uh, you should have done that yesterday because <laughs> the odds just uh, changed a lot with him being named the starter. But um, he was somewhere in like in like the 30s uh, in terms of like overall. Uh, odds to win the Heisman. He was at like, like plus 7,500. After the announcement on, uh, on DraftKings, they lift, they list him at, uh, 11th overall when the Heisman and at plus 3000. So, um, pretty, pretty high praise. I would, I guess, uh, I've seen a lot of pretty good, um, response from the national media on, from the national media on social media about, about the pick, but, um, it feels like, I don't know, man. It just feels like, like shit's going to pop off this year. Like, like this is the year to, to, to break through. And, uh, I think this offense is going to put up some big numbers. You know, I, I get excited this time every year. I'm like, so just hungry for football that you, I will always be, um, I'll have my maroon glasses on full maroon about this time of year. And I'll be giving you every reason why our team is going to be fantastic. And this is the year. Um, This is the first year that I feel like other than 2013, 2013, I felt this way, but this is really the first year that I feel this way, but I don't feel like I'm making excuses for different portions of our team. Right. Like every year I'm like, we're going to be great this year. And here's why if we can get past Bama and in order to get past Bama, like our offense is really good, but our defense is kind of, and so, but that's okay. If we can just match their numbers on offense, then we'll be good. You know, I I have all of those kind of comments about this time of year, every year, but this year I just feel, I feel like a, I feel more inclined to be like, yeah, this is just our team, you know, like we're just, we're just salty, you know? Yeah. And, and it's every aspect of the team. Cause if you ask me what I'm most confident about on the team, it gives me pause because I'll, I'll start talking about what comes to mind. Like I, I would probably start talking about the D line. And then as I'm talking about the D line, I'm like, well, the line linebackers are, going to be pretty good too well well, the dbs are going to be really good you know like i can't find my 100 percent. like this unit is better than all the other units you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. um that's what gives me a lot of it's not uh, normally it's hype this time of year and i feel like this year it's not hype it's just kind of more realism um, yeah, and so I'm, like, I'm with you on that. I, like, I, I don't I feel put people super down, confident in this team. Yeah, like I don't put people down that look down on Aggies that are like, oh, y'all are always all hype. Okay, yeah, I mean we have been in the past a lot of times, um, and so I don't blame somebody for looking at us being excited about our team this year and saying the same thing because that's what we've always been. But at the end of the day, they don't know <clears> team, like like we know our own team, you know? And so, um, 
I think I think they'll surprise some people. But you got like Josh Pate and some people like that 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 are on the national level that are all about A and M. You know, they're they're because they see it. They 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 know what we're looking at too. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's not just well, even uh, like even even a guy that Aggie fans aren't super fond of, uh, Danny Cannell. After the after the King announcement, he said with with King at quarterback, I think this is the year that A and M. Finally beats Alabama. Oh yeah, uh, for the that. first time since 2012. Um, and then uh, at the same time, uh, Peter Burns is like, "Man, the SEC championship between a And M and Georgia is going to be awesome this year." <laughs> <You> know, so <laughs> there is there is a little bit of national love. Uh, it was it was good to see that today. Um, but I, I do feel you on like your your average fan is like, "Oh, like A and M's always you know, like they always start out good and they just don't really do much and." Uh, this, that, and the other, but it it's it's just so much different this year. If you uh, if you follow this program closely and uh, know where it's come from in the past and how it's set up now, like um, I feel like used to like like we'd always be there'd be like three or four like huge ifs. We're like, well, if you know if the offensive line is, is a little bit better, and if 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 Kellen can take one more step forward, or if Right. If our run defense can stop anybody or if, you know, the, the corners are just a little bit better, maybe we can win nine games and get super lucky and win 10. Now it's like, hey, like we've got depth to, you know, you know, take a few hits and, and keep rolling. And I think we're expecting 10 wins. Like it's not, oh, we have to, you know, have some good breaks. Like if we get some good breaks, we're going 12 and 0, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like this is. Like this team is set up to make a run this year. Well, and, and that's that's the the ifs that are involved are more of like, I mean, like you said, if we if we have some lucky breaks, that's a different story. You you mentioned that we're expecting ten wins. We we do, but if we may, in the event that we had an eight win season, I don't think people like give up on Jimbo or something like that. So like there's been plenty of times that I can remember where we expected 10 wins because we're like either get 10 wins or you're out of here. You know, I don't think that's the sentiment. Now we expect 10 wins because we are looking at it and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we, we should get 10. Like I, I I can't see a, I'd be really hard pressed to like somebody would have to have very, very valid points. For me to say, okay, yeah, I could see this, you know, only win in nine. Um, yeah. And, and it's, well, and the- I don't expect it because I want it. I expect it because just when I compare us to everybody, I'm like, well, we're a lot better than them, you know? Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. Well, like last see. year. I've never, I, honestly, I've never, I've never followed a team that's this good before, like in all of my sports fandom. So it's a feeling that I'm not really used to, to be honest. Like I, I don't really know exactly how to feel about it where I'm like, like I almost feel like pe- Bama fans probably always feel, you know, right. or, or Clemson fans. Like, yeah, I mean, we're going to go out there and win, you know? Yeah. I think we should, we should kind of like, I guess, give a caveat to that. Like, uh, and I've said this before, but like throughout this, the life of this podcast, we've been very positive and very, very high on this AM team. And we're not sunshine pumpers. Like, like we'll, like if we, you know, see an issue, which we may get to some here in a minute, like, I will tell you what it is. Like last year, I would not have predicted nine and one when I saw that schedule. I would be like, man, like seven and three seems most likely. You know, if we can get to eight and two, that's, that's a home run. Oh well, when and we went nine and one. When you and I left the Vanderbilt game last year, oh my gosh, I was so just like disheartened. Like I, I was so like it was such a terrible feeling. We might as well have lost that game the way that I felt. I know. And yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, I think both you and I were just so mad. You know, like we're terrible. We're gonna lose so many games this year, and. I don't know. I mean, I guess I probably felt a little bit more like I feel now last year, but 
before that game. So maybe we leave the Kent State game feeling the same way. I sure hope we don't. But um, <laughs> I just – I'm not making excuses for the team like I normally am this time of year. You know, and um, right. that's what I that's what I like most. Like, I don't have an excuse to make. Like, I, I'm more so trying to find holes in our team. Yeah. And – Normally, I could tell you the whole before you even ask. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's uh, let's let's give like a, a bit of an injury update. Let's start with the good news. Uh, there's not really any bad news. Just to get that out of the way, there's not there's nothing drastic that has happened. Uh, but there, there is a few a few notes here and there um, on the on the positive side. Uh, guys who have you know been battling injury in the past, uh, guys like Baylor Cup. Damon Demas, Caleb Chapman, those guys seem pretty healthy. Uh, Chapman is out of the uh, the yellow non-contact jersey, um, so he's been. I, I don't know if he's been like a full participant. Like I don't know if he's been, you know, like actually if he was actually in the scrimmage the other day or like actually you know doing any contact. But um, he's running around and catching balls, and I, I expect we'd see him uh, in the game next week, uh, probably starting. Um, and then Baylor Cup, uh, I talked about him, you know, after I went to that uh, open practice, and uh, I think he he got dinged up a little bit after that, and he's kind of been in and out, but uh, doesn't seem serious. Definitely not, you know, anything that'll keep him out for an extended period of time. Uh, we hope to see him next week, and then the guy who's who's on on everyone's minds that we're all wondering about, uh, Demond Demas. Um, he he missed all of fall camp until yesterday with a uh, Foot injury. I don't know what kind of injury, but just know it's a foot. Um, in all the practices, like he's been, you know, in street clothes, like like on the field, you know, still engaging with the with, the, with his teammates and uh, his position group and stuff like that. So, um, you know, taking taking mental reps, which are important. But he he was, you know, seemed like a full go yesterday. Uh, didn't have any kind of uh, non contact jersey on or something like that. So. Uh, he was running routes, catching passes. So those three guys, like that's that's three pretty elite offensive prospects. Like we haven't seen them do it, you know, in games at any kind of consistent level, but um, just elite, you know, size and speed and athletic ability um, in, in that group of pass catchers right there. So you love getting them healthy, and you know, hopefully they're hopefully they are one hundred percent and can and can go next week. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I hate injuries. Injuries just suck overall. Um, it's the worst part of the sport, of sports, of all sports. Absolutely. You never want anybody to be hurt. Um, but there again, I mean, maybe we don't ever know the, the details about it. It could be that it's not like a full-on injury as if like it's really limiting him, but maybe it's, hey, we don't need to overexert you right now you know um we don't need you to play hurt through fall camp like i think there might be some of that in there too i'd I'd like to hope that there's some of that in there at least right Um, i think there's definitely some of that with uh luke matthews um not really it's not really known what his injury is i know he, he hurt his shoulder last year and ended up missing the entire year. Uh, he did, I think he did participate in the spring, uh, but they were just very limited with him. Like he would you know, like maybe practice one day, take a few days off, practice again. And it's kind of been that way this fall, but it leaves us with a lot of unknown, like, is he going to start next week? <laughs> you know, like there's a game in, in nine days. Like, is he going to be the guy? Because, you know, as of right now, there's, you know, a couple of, uh, of true freshmen battling for that spot. Um, in in Bryce Foster and Matthew Wyckoff. Um, in fact, Bryce Foster has now moved into you know getting all of the or I say all of he's he's been running with the with the first team offensive line at center when we've seen them you know the past few practices uh, you know in the first in the first twenty minutes of the past few practices so that's all we get to that's all we get to see so <laughs> um, but sounds like like uh, I listened to Jimbo's press conference the other day and uh, he's super high on Bryce. Um, he he's high on Matthew Wyckoff, the you know the other center that's a, a true freshman, but um, still sounds like there's hope that 
that Matthew, that Luke Matthews will play. Um, but it's un- until we see him next, you know, next Saturday in, in a game, we're not really going to know, but, um, and then these last two injuries, uh, the only one that's long-term is, uh, Hezekiah Jones, uh, outside receiver. I think he, uh, I think he separated his, his shoulder. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he, he's probably out for, you know, the foreseeable future, uh, maybe gets back at the end of the year. And the one that worries me and Chase, I think this is, this will probably worry you too, but maybe we shouldn't be worried, but, um, it seems like miles Jones is, I think he's one of those ones that they're, they're kind of being limited with. Like, I don't yeah. think he's, he's been a full participant and he missed the last two games of the season last year, uh, with the, with the lower, lower leg injury. So, um, it's it's another one of those things where we won't really know until until next week. Like we're gonna have a lot of content for you guys after that first game because we're gonna we're gonna know a lot more about the the depth chart and the starting lineup. But um, on some on some positives, uh, it this is gonna make people nervous because of the the classification and the youth of these two players. But um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that. We we could have two true freshmen starting on the offensive line from from the jump this year. Um, I talked about Bryce Foster. Um, you know he's he's a guy we talked about in our uh, our O line episode, and just a just a super strong, uh, super athletic kid. Um, one of the best offensive linemen that he's, he's the mountain. Like he's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got calf muscles the size of watermelons. Um he's uh he's he's just a brick, you know, like he's he's just he's just stout. And he played some center in high school, so he's not unfamiliar with the position. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of mental aspect uh to that position, like knowing the calls, um, things like that. But you know, and it's funny because with uh like he came in as a guard and with it felt like we kind of had our guards set with, you know, Akinola and, and Lane Robinson, but we're like, man, like Foster's so good. Like he may have to sit for a couple of years. Well, now he's at center and now he might be, <laughs> you know, he might be a, a three-year starter there, but. Yeah. Um, and then on the, the, the other guys uh, at left tackle, uh, Ruben Fothery. Uh, I know we talked about him a little bit, but to, to give people a little refresher, um, Ruben Fathery is another true freshman, uh, six foot eight, uh, 320 pounds from uh, Richmond Foster High School, I believe. Um, you don't see a lot of offensive linemen with this kind of height. And it's usually because people that tall don't move that well. Well, he does. He does move that well. And, you know, y- you don't want to start a true freshman on the offensive line in this conference. And you probably don't want to start two of them. But if you have to, if you have to start two freshmen on the offensive line in the SEC, I'd probably pick these two guys. Yeah. Well, and and I don't just put a ton of stock in that because um, n- not everybody's created or not all classifications are created equal anymore. You know, I, I, I get the gist of it you know, more times than not if they don't know what they're doing. But, um, you know, depending on what their background is and stuff like that, like they may already know a lot of the schemes coming into mm-hmm. it. They may, may already have good technique. They they could have been working with trainers for the past 10 years, you know, and you just, you don't fully know. These are two guys that I feel if they were starting, I would be – excited and like it, it, i wouldn't be nervous i guess i should say i would just be like right. oh wow like they obviously have done really well you know to be out there on that that line so um, yeah like it, it kind of makes me more excited than it does nervous like if yeah. because they're they're beating out other good players i mean i know like we're not sure about matthews if he's gonna be healthy or not but um with with fathery like uh He's, I mean, at, at this time, he's running with the ones. We don't know if he's going to start or not, but uh, the guy we thought would be in that position is uh, Jameer Johnson. 
uh, from mm-hmm. Tennessee, who's who started for two seasons in the SEC. So if 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 Ruben Fathery can beat out that guy, who's a sixth year player uh, as a true freshman, um, he may be special. Well, and that's that's my right. That's my thought. Uh, I mean, my my thought is like we have enough talent that we could put bodies out there, uh, senior bodies or junior bodies, and in some ways, and this is nothing against last year's squad because last year's squad was fantastic. But going into last year, maybe the year before, when you have guys that you feel like are probably going to be more talented behind guys that are seniors you know i mean think like kellen you know that was a lot of the thought behind kellen was like oh well we have to start him because he's he's a senior you know and but and we can't wait till, till we see haynes and put haynes in there every time that the offense started doing bad everybody was that's what they were defaulting to you know so in some ways it's kind of more of a um i don't know um it's it's a good thing. It's not a, not always a bad thing, and in this case, I think both of these guys, it's, it's not a bad thing, you know. Yeah, and it's not like you said. It's not out of necessity. Like uh, I remember in 2016, not to the dog on this player that I'm about to mention, but in 2016, we had to start a true freshman at guard, uh, Colton Prater, and you know did okay for most games, but you know against teams like Alabama, like he just wasn't physically ready and. That's that's something that you don't really have to worry about from the from the looks of it with with guys like Foster and Fathery. Like Foster's just as physically developed, just as strong as uh, as anybody else on the offensive line. And um, I would have been worried before about Fathery, but just seeing what he looks like, you know, he's up to three hundred twenty pounds. Uh, he's really starting to fill out uh, that that frame that he's got, and um, if. If if he's holding up in practice against the guys we've got on defense on that defensive line, then uh, you, you got to feel pretty good about how they'll perform. But um, it's just one of those things that we're going to see. Like that's why that's why you play the game. Yeah. <laughs> you don't play it just to play it. You play to win. So um, I'm I'm pumped for next Saturday. Uh, red, white, and blue out. College football all day, all weekend. So yeah, I, um, I, I'm fired up. I, I cannot wait for the red, white, and blue out because. I need a new wallpaper on my new computer (laughs) and the red, white, and blue out. Like I learned really quickly that it's hard to get maroon on, um, you know, any of these fancy lights that I have on my keyboard and stuff. Um, so it's not hard to get red, white, and blue. So I'm going to have a nice fancy wallpaper of, you know, that. Kyle Field with the red, white, and blue with the new Kyle Field and not the old one. Um, I don't see people mentioning that much, but you know this whole thing is probably because they want an updated picture with the new Kyle Field on that. But, um, but I mean, I'm I'm excited about it because I'm going to have me a nice fancy wallpaper and then I'll have my little fancy lights blink red and blue and white. And the, the proceeds of the t-shirt sells go to charity. So that's that's always nice. Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but wallpaper, heck yeah. I mean, I'll have a picture to post every uh, every Memorial Day now and July 4th. There we so, go. There we go. Um, I know we're excited for next weekend and for the full slate of college football to start, but there are two games this Saturday. Uh, starting off at noon, first college football game of the year, Nebraska at Illinois. Nebraska is favored by seven. Illinois is trash. They are coached by uh, Brett Belima, who you know used to coach Arkansas. Um, any thoughts on that, Chase? Uh, you got a you got one you're betting on? Mm, not really. <laughs> not on those two. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe Brett Belima can turn the program around. At Illinois. Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to watch it. My, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch oh, it. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch both of these games. Or I thought there were three, but um, I'm I'm definitely going to watch both of them. Um, and then I'm going to watch Wiegeman afterwards. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I would I would favor Nebraska probably, but 
honestly, I don't know enough about either of those teams to really give an opinion. And yeah. the same with the other two, uh, Hawaii and UCLA. Yeah, so uh, I think Hawaii is, is at UCLA. Uh, UCLA is minus 18. Um, this is an interesting storyline because UCLA is going to host LSU next week. Um, and UCLA is getting kind of a, a tune-up game against Hawaii and you know, tr- getting their guys out there and get some experience and some game experience uh, before LSU comes in, you know, and it'll be the first game for them. So it uh, could be a UCLA, UCLA advantage there. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch that one. Uh, I want to see what, what their, the offense at UCLA is going to look like. Um, Hawaii, I think they've changed coaches in the past couple of years, but they're, they're usually a pretty exciting team to watch and will put up points. But um, aside from that, I got the other ones pulled up. Uh, UConn is a, a 27 and a half point dog at Fresno State. Um, don't know if I watched that. It's at one o'clock, so it's it's during these other games. I'm kind of um, surprised by that. Fresno, Fresno State's got kind of a trash program. Um, yeah, I think I, UConn I might be like all time bad though. No, I'm just saying that for Kyle. <laughs> 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 I can just imagine how how red his face just got when he heard me say that. Yeah. Uh, I think he likes Fresno more than he likes A&M. <laughs> Probably. Fresno does have a really good good team, so I'm not surprised by that one at all. They'll put up some points. Yeah. But, yeah, so you got those two games. You got, you got Connor Wigman uh, Saturday night on ESPNU. Um, so, yeah, enjoy it. This is, this is kind of – it's a good, it's a good like, uh, appetizer for the, the main course that starts next week. That's right. Can't wait. And while you're still here, don't forget, if you haven't already, to sign up for our College Pick'em Pool on CBS.com. Click on the link in the description of this very episode that you're listening to on your phone or your laptop, whatever you're listening on. Uh, Go there, click it, join, get in. $100 gift card to Amazon. You can can outpick us. You can do it. I promise. Yes, you can. Yes, you will. (laughs) uh thank you all so much for listening um we have i wish i could just announce it right now but i can't so um, i'm gonna save it for next week but we're so excited for what's coming uh it's it's big time so uh keep that in mind enjoy your weekend watch some football and we'll talk to you on tuesday college football is back folks 